Well, here we are. It's another day. It's another week. And this is another episode of Here's What's Spinning. And I'm sitting here with the man you know as Kyle. What's up? He, uh, well, he didn't call me, but my mother called me at like eight in the morning this morning. You're welcome. Well, I was, I was awake. I had been awake for a while, but just still hanging out in bed. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, yep. So, uh, my mom is over at Kyle's house cleaning his, his place for the Airbnb peeps. Totes. That's been a thing. What else has been a thing is I've been in isolation for 10 days. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure that we've uh, told our listeners what happened. So do you want to start at the beginning and as <laughs> you've gone through for your little field trip? <laughs> I mean, I guess if, if I'm starting from the beginning, I guess, so I guess almost three weeks ago now started feeling symptoms for the old C word. Oh, and I was at work at the time, but I started feeling pretty shitty throughout the day. So I was just like, you know what, just to be safe. I like, I was feeling all the COVID symptoms. So I was like, just to be safe. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get a rapid test on my way home. Got a rapid test, took it, tested positive. So obviously I was like, well, I shouldn't go back to work. And the next like two days, maybe two and a half days were just hell. Really? I got it really bad because I don't get sick like hardly ever. So when I do get sick, it, it hits me really hard. Even if it's just like a cold. Yeah. I'll like feel really bad for like a day. Okay. And then it's just completely out of my system. Right. But this one, the COVID, um, yeah, hit me pretty hard for like probably two, two and a half days. Um, but in BC, I think it's, I can't keep track of all the rules and Ed, you'll, you'll hear this throughout this story. <laughs> um, but I'm sure the rules in BC are different than in Alberta where you are, where if you test positive, but for us over here, once you test positive, you have to isolate for five days. Okay. And then basically monitor your symptoms for five days for the next five days after your isolation period. But, um, yeah, after like the two and a half days or whatever, I was basically symptom free. Okay. And so still isolated for the five days, uh, went back to work and everything, everything's fine. And then, uh, to last Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, the Sunday before last. So 10 days ago, um, I know that cause <laughs> <laughs> You'll see why. Ten days ago, um, my wife and I were like, "Hey, let's uh, go. Let's go to Trader Joe's across the border because it was our knowledge for the longest time that once kind of like the borders opened up, if you were a BC resident, you had an exemption for like not having to take a test if you're going into the states for less than 24 hours." Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Which is exactly what we were doing. Cause we just like, there's a coffee shop down really close to us. Um, that's only like a 20 minute drive across the border that we really like. And then there's the, the Trader Joe's, which if you're a Canadian and haven't experienced Trader Joe's, it's amazing. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and so we were like, we wanted to go to Trader Joe's, get a bunch of stuff and then come back. And we were literally gone for like two hours in the States and going over was totally fine. Cause they were like, the weird part was they didn't ask us about any vaccine status. They just like took our passports and asked us the typical, are you like, where are you going? How long are you going for? Are you coming back today? Blah, blah, blah. Got across totally fine coming back in. And I also have to point out that like, before we left that day, like we both did, we both looked up stuff online and like made sure that we were going to be okay. Right. To come back. Yeah. And we didn't see anything that said otherwise. So <clears throat> we're coming back across, coming into back into Canada and the border patrol guy was like, Hey, so do you have your uh, negative PCR test result? And we are like, uh, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And we told him that we were under the assumption that, BC residents were exempt and he goes, yes, they were exempt, but not as of two days ago. Oh man. <laughs> and I was like, of course, perfect. And he even said like straight up, he was like, he was like, yeah, the rules kind of changed overnight. Didn't really get a lot of like media coverage mainly because of all the stupid protests and all that stuff going on right now. Yeah. That are it's a conversation for another day, by the way. Yeah, but either way, they're taking up the media streams right now. They're taking up the media streams. And so it really wasn't like a lot of public knowledge. And it, we didn't see it like in clear writing on the website. So <clears throat> the border guy says, you have to go talk to the, the border patrol in the other building, blah, 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 blah. We went and talked to them, explained our situation. And he was still just like, he was like, I understand your situation, but the rules did change and you like, you have to, we're going to give you these two PCR tests. You have to take them, submit them. You have to quarantine until your results come in. Okay. And if you test negative, you're good to go. If you test positive, you have to isolate for 10 days. Okay. And in the back of my head, I'm like the PCR tests are more sensitive and pick up more stuff than the rapid tests. Yeah. And I just tested positive like maybe eight days before that. So I was like, I'm hundred percent going to test positive. I well, just know it. Yeah. Like PCR tests, <clears throat> uh, test positive after you've had COVID as well for like something like four weeks or something. Like it's pretty significant. Yeah. I've, I've heard up to 90 days. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> um, which a nurse told me over the phone, which I'll get to. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and when I tested positive before with the rapid test, Chelsea also took a, a rapid test like a few days after mine and she tested negative. So she was all good to go. Okay. So I was thinking in my head when the results came back, I was like, I'm hundred percent going to test positive. I'm going to have to just isolate and Chelsea will be totally fine. So get our test results back a couple of days later. And it is what I thought. Chelsea tested negative. I tested positive again. Okay. So I had to isolate. Thankfully it was like isolating from the day we got back into the country. Oh, that's good. So, you, so a head start or whatever. Yeah. So it did start on that Sunday. So I get my, I get my positive test result. They tell you to obviously report the positive test result to the government. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. And when I submitted it, they said, you have to contact 
your like public health authority. Okay. So the BC one yeah. for me, and they'll go over like whatever, like, uh, isolation instructions and like your rules are for the next 10 days. Great. Okay. I said, cool. Perfect. So I contact them. This, the, the first person I talked to, they were like, <clears throat> they told me like, well, the, the rules in BC are that you have to isolate for five days. Um, so I told them my situation. I was like, I've already tested positive. I've already done my isolation period. I've been symptom free for over a week. And the person was like, well, I, she's like, it sounds to me like you might not have to continue your isolation, but you have to get approval from one of our, like a nurse first or a healthcare professional. So she puts me through to a healthcare professional and me and this person are on the phone for like, this is on Wednesday, by the way. So like six days ago. Yeah. So me and this nurse are on the phone for like almost two and a half hours together. And she's like going through a bunch of research and going through all this stuff and like this and that, and going through basically every single thing. And of course I told her all of my situation mm-hmm. and she was like, she was like, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, air quotes, but I mean, it, her opinion does matter. Like it's a professional nurse. Yeah. She goes, you've already done the ISO. You've already done your, you've been symptom free. And she thinks that the, like the positive result that the PCR picked up was like a residual from the first one I took, which makes sense. Well, yeah, like if just as a sidebar, like if you hadn't gone to the States, but did a PCR test on that same day, you still would have tested positive, which would not have reinitiated your isolation. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. All this is making sense to me. Seems like it's making sense to you. Yeah, totally. So she, she was like, she was like, I think you should be fine because you, you have isolated for five days and I had been isolating for three extra days up to that point waiting for the result. Okay. Yeah. So like basically like eight days in total. Um, so I was just like, so I just asked her point blank. She's like, she's like, I think you're, you should be fine. You should be good to go. And I was like, okay, great. So I kind of went about my merry way on Thursday. Yeah. Like I still wasn't like careless, you know, but like living my life. Um, Friday morning, I, I get a call from the federal government basically screening me and making sure that I've been, I've been following my isolation for 10 days. Okay. I talked to a, so I talked to like a federal agent and I was like point blank with them. I was like, I told them everything, told them what the nurse told me, told them that for that one day, like I didn't isolate. Mm -hmm. And they were like the, the, the federal rules, whatever they gave you at the border is what you should follow, not your provincial rules. What? Yeah. Which I mean, if you, if you, if you really break it down, it kind of makes sense that like, obviously a federal ruling would outweigh a provincial ruling. Absolutely. But like from a, um, like the fact that you were told to report to your provincial body and then your provincial body said, go on your merry way. Like to me, that would supersede what the border agent told you to talk to you for five minutes. That's exactly, exactly. Cause yeah. like, even though yes, the federal rules are different than our provincial rules here, 
when I submitted my test, they specifically said, you talk to your provincial health minister and they will give you instructions, instructions of what to do. Yeah. And their instructions to me were, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the whole, like you mentioned this before we started recording, but the whole like threatening with prison time and like a million dollar fine, quote unquote, $1 million was the border patrol person where I think they were kind of trying to like, just strike fear into people. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And cause it was the border, like it was like the border cop, not like the person that we went inside the building and talked to that told us this. I see. Yeah. It was the border cop that was like, you have to isolate for 14 days. And if you break isolation in those 14 days, we can give you an, a million dollar fine and, and like imprison you for three years. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm like, like, calm down. <laughs> like, I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> I can't see any case unless someone was being just like totally stupidly crazy. reckless that that would be the case. In my case, I think I'm totally fine. Um, so what the federal agent, like after they called you and you told them what was going on, what was their response? They, they didn't seem like it was a big deal at all. They just told me that like, you just have to, they're just like, you just have to keep isolating until your 10 day period is up, which is today. Oh, okay. Which I have been. So I was like, okay, I mean, that's fair enough. I only ended up missing an, an extra day of work. So that's it really wasn't horrible, but like that's what they ended up telling me. They're just like, they're just like, whatever the federal ruling was, you have to follow that. And you can't, you can't follow what the provincial people told you. So I was just like, okay. So I got an email this morning from the federal government and they were like, this is your last day of isolation basically. And like, the other, another thing that's super confusing about all this is that in the email they sent me, they're like, make sure that you submit your, your like day eight test results after your 10 days. If only if it's applicable. So I was like, what is this? If it's applicable, yeah. it was like, that tells me like, Oh, so after like my eighth day of isolation, which would have been Sunday yeah, or yesterday, that I'm supposed to submit like another test, but the, if applicable only means like, I didn't have to submit another test if I'm fully vaccinated. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Which I am. And I'm boosted. So it's like, and I've been symptom free still this whole time. Yeah. And, and also like if you had to submit a test at day eight, it, if it was a PCR test, it would still test positive. Like hundred <laughs> percent. So it's like, what is this? I'm like, just going to be in this ever flowing, like, Oh, I submit a test at day eight and I test positive And they're like, Oh, you have to isolate for another 10 days. It's like, that's not what's happening. Oh, okay. no that's, one's been doing that. That's good. Yeah. Cause like, that doesn't make any sense. No, but I guess like from the perspective of, uh, the, if applicable from the vaccination standpoint, I guess that does make sense because like the vaccination of course does help reduce the, um, um, transmissibility. Right. Yeah. But I think from, from doctor's eyes, from the couple like nurses that I've spoken to and just what I've, what I've researched is like, if I had, if I have like, I'm fully vaccinated and boosted, I've already had it and I'm symptom free. Like I'm basically non, non contagious. Totally. Yeah. And like the chances of me getting it again are just like 
super, super low now. Yeah. Unless you get like the Denmark super virus or <laughs> that I think I, I just heard about it. So I don't know much about it. I shouldn't have brought it up, but apparently there's another fucking Denmark super virus. <laughs> so, yeah. So essentially I was in for like, I had a little bit of a scare this morning because I got that email and I was just like, wait, are you serious? Like I have to test again. But then I read up on those rules and it was just like, you don't have to do your day eight test if you're fully vaccinated. Gotcha. Oh, Plain as day. So I was like, okay, I'm good. So you'll be back to work this week. Hopefully back to work on Thursday. Um, we'll see. I'm, I am like, they have been like giving me like screening calls. And if it's my last day of ISO, I'm guessing the government might call me. So if oh, okay. they do, I'll have to take it, but we'll see what happens. So oh. that's in a nutshell. <laughs> Wow. So you've had, uh, you've had quite the experience here. I've really experienced COVID to the fullest. <laughs> I mean, it's a really a once in a lifetime opportunity. So why wouldn't you experience it as much as you could? <laughs> exactly. Like it's just been, it's, it has been just so great. <laughs> <laughs> so great. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Wow. <laughs> okay. Except also don't at all. Yeah, so you had basically a very, um, a very expensive in in time and and money trip to Trader Joe's for two hours. Yes, was it worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so for all Canadians that were recommended to go to Trader Joe's, just make sure you know the implications because Adam did recommend that you go to Trader Joe's at the beginning, but if it is going to cause you ten days of isolation, maybe yes. not. For anyone out there that has tested positive basically uh listen to the what the federal government says and whatever your provincial rules are apparently don't mean shit <laughs> that's uh, only if you've traveled across the border yeah across that. if you haven't yeah. followed your provincials but you know whatever yeah basically an expert now <laughs> good stuff well shall we get into the music portion of our of our poco music portion yes um there is a couple of news items i wanted to go over um i wasn't sure if you wanted to bring up on the show about the uh the festival that you had to cancel do you want to get into that or does it not matter uh no that doesn't matter too much uh and it, it is postponed and not canceled and it will be right bigger than uh the original show was and so we um keep your eye on our social media we'll be making announcements soon enough um and pushing it a lot harder soon enough there you go um one of the things we have to go over that uh a lot of people have been talking about i posted this on my facebook i don't know if you watched it or not kyle if you didn't that's totally fine um but something a lot of people are talking about is uh ed sheeran's performance at the brit awards with bring me the horizon i did watch it actually last night because you did watch it yeah, um it caught my attention because those are very different groups of musicians totally um well what did you think of the performance um i thought that there was uh it was a pretty impressive production uh so uh -huh. i'll say that um, I thought like that Cirque du Soleil, like flying dancers and totally. Yep. 
um, and lots of lights and, and, and pyro and cool stuff. The stage was pretty cool. Um, I preferred, um, so that song, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran is a mm-hmm. song that we've talked about before. And it was a song that I, I hated that I loved. It's, it's a super catchy song and I actually think it's really well written. Yeah. Um, but I, the, the reason I didn't like it so much is because it was very like poppy and bouncy and kind of techno-y and it wasn't my favorite. So mm-hmm. I'll say that for the most part, I actually very much preferred the band version of that song versus the electronic produced version of that song. Which I mean, I'd probably prefer that nine times out of 10. Totally. Yeah. So that, that goes without saying, um, I th- really, really loved the Bring Me the Horizon version of Bad Habits with Ed Sheeran singing most of it. <laughs> I just hated, hated the Bring Me the Horizon singer in it. Oh, not an Ollie Sykes fan, hey? Uh, no, I am. I do, I do, I do like him. I just think that that song doesn't suit screaming in any sense. No, it it doesn't suit it, but you could see what, kind of what they were going for. I you definitely saw what they were going for, and like no. I said, I loved the heavy band behind them. Like I would have liked just like a regular rock band behind them, but like the heavy sound behind that song worked really well. Um, I just really didn't like his screams, especially the very end. Like as they built to the crescendo, uh, I mm-hmm. really didn't like it. He did well in like the harmonies and did well in kind of like the um, the the growly raspy parts. Mm-hmm. The screaming at the end just whew, did not like it. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, I feel basically the exact same. I thought it was really entertaining. I liked the like rendition of that song. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was well done. Um, I think the bigger, I think the bigger like story here, like besides the fact that like, it was like the Grammys and the Brit awards are kind of like known for like their collaborations okay, of their performances. Um, like that one year at the Grammys when Elton John performed with Eminem. Right. Right. It was like really cool and like kind of different. Yeah. They like um, genre bash. I call it. Yeah. I think what the I think what the bigger kind of story here is the fact that uh, a band like Bring Me the Horizon or just like a metal band in general is on a stage that big, mm-hmm. and by a stage that big, I mean like viewership wise. Like I think the Brit Awards, are, from what I understand, are just massive in Europe. Okay. Yeah. And especially like England, of course. Um, so it draws in a ton of viewers. And I think just the fact that like a metal band like that playing with someone as, I don't know if you could call him an icon yet, but he's like one of the most famous singers out there. You could argue Ed Sheeran, probably the second most famous redhead. <laughs> behind who carrot top it was a oh. bad joke <laughs> carrot top maybe like 25 years ago carrot top um i think that's a big deal i think that's a big deal for the metal community whether who whatever your feelings are about bring me the horizon is kind of doesn't matter just yeah. the fact that a band in in our scene i'll say yeah 
is on a stage like that, I think it's, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Seeing screamo on a stage that is normally like the pop music or, or like, uh, universal music. Cause like screaming and metal is typically regarded as fringe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that definitely, that definitely crossed my mind. And I, I thought that was pretty incredible. And also my second thought after that was, of course it happens in Europe because Europe is quite often more accepting of fringe styles. I know. Yeah. Wish North America was more accepting like Europe is. Yeah. And Canada in particular, Canada is so closed off to new music. I know. Sucks. Just look at a band like dream theater is they like, and I guess they're not screamo, but like they're a good example of like, they won't, I haven't heard this from the horse's mouth, but like I have heard through the grapevine that like they won't play Western Canada. They play Toronto and Montreal, but right. they won't play Western Canada because they can barely sell out like a 2000 seat theater. Fair enough. But I don't know how, because everyone I talk to does know of them and like them. <laughs> I know. And it's not like their tickets are crazy expensive either, Mm -hmm. but then like they're touring Europe this year with Devin Townsend, who is like obviously a big name Mm -hmm. and they're playing like 30,000 seat arenas in Europe. Yeah. So no kidding that they can go over there. (laughs) I'd spend my time there too, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, besides the fact that like the collaboration was really cool, um, there has been some talk that they're going to record a studio version of this, which I think would be very interesting. I think it'd be better. Personally, it'd be more refined. Totally. And you'd just be able to hear more and yeah. Uh, so I think that would be cool. So if they do like a studio version, that would be sweet. But yeah. That was my main takeaway is just that this could potentially like, I'm not expecting like bring me the horizon or other like metal core bands to start like headlining Grammy shows, but I think it's a, a step in the right direction for the metal scene. Yep, for sure, for sure. So I thought that was cool. Um, two last two real quick things I want to touch on. Um, I know you probably didn't watch the Super Bowl, but did you watch the halftime show by chance? No, I was actually working during the Super Bowl, so I missed the entire thing. Okay. Um, the uh, so the halftime show this year was like <laughs> just like this conglomeration of like n- big '90s like hip hop names. Fun. <laughs> so um, it was uh, it was Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent, Mary J. Blige, awesome, and uh, Kendrick Lamar. Um, Eminem was the only whitey up there. <laughs> only whitey. Um, and the show was, uh, I would say a lot better than I was expecting. I wasn't like super looking forward to it at first. Cause I was just like, great. It's all these like nineties rappers. Yeah. And I mean, they got up there, played all their classics. Like that yeah. you would, that we would all recognize Eminem of course played lose, lose yourself. Mom spaghetti. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up quick because it was actually quite a really, like it was a really good show and it was actually like quite nostalgic, even though I'm like not super into that music. It was all songs that like, as soon as they started, you're like, Oh yeah, this song. Oh yeah. Like they would have been like our junior high and jelly bean dances and stuff. Like totally remember them subconsciously, even though we weren't listening actively. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that very famous piano 
song dr dre does the totally so like stuff like that um that was really cool um and then for the like super bowl after show the the foo fighters played a virtual reality live stream really from california um so like if you had like a vr headset you could get like a full 360 view and you were like basically like on stage with them. Um, which I don't have a VR headset, but that's just what people, people were like posting little videos and like of kind of what it looked like from their point of view, which was really interesting. What a world. So, I mean, that could be the way of the future. I would attend like a virtual reality concert if the sound was good. Yeah, if the sound was good or if like it was up to par, I think that that's that kind of sounds like the future of you know entertainment. Like, can you imagine? I like, I hope not. Also, but like, can you imagine a band wants to go on like instead of going on tour for eight months and traveling the world, they just do like two or three nights of virtual concerts and you know hit some main spots and the main spots you know they could sell tickets for hundreds of dollars and then yeah. everyone, everything else behind a paywall and they could do the whole world in three nights basically like that you wouldn't even need to do it in three nights you could just record one concert and broadcast it at different times oh absolutely yeah right like you could just play one show essentially yeah yeah that's uh i i don't know how i feel about it i feel like if that happens like canada's going to be cut out of the uh the tour touring uh tracks yeah we don't have maybe right and huge acceptance of it which is too bad but yeah um so that was really interesting but i did want to mention i of course uh i watched like snippets of it because they 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 like aired it for a while after i think you can still watch it actually yeah i only played like 40 minutes okay um but one thing that stood out that i would just i hope someone can come like kind of clip this but they ended their set which really surprised me with their song home okay do you know that song with from uh, echo silence patience and grace uh it doesn't it's, like, it's the last track of that album and it's basically just dave on the on the on the piano Okay. And this was how they ended the the concert, which I thought was very interesting, but the the performance of that song was uh bone chilling, I would say. It was just like it was incredible. It was one of the best times I've ever seen them live. Cool. Cool. Um very cool. Okay. Let's get this moving. Um I'm going to go over the honorable mentions before we go into, we only have four albums today, yep. I believe. Yep. Um, so we'll kind of do it the same way. We kind of, we've been kind of like ranking our albums, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. And, and last week I, uh, we used my order. So this week I think it's time for your order. Okay. And actually, uh, bef before we oh. go into that, sorry, just to, to interrupt here. I just wanted to follow up on a few things we chatted about uh, last week as well. Perfect. So, was, that's what I was going to ask you. Oh, but I said it first. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I listened to that Loathe single with uh, Sleep Token. Mm -hmm. It's good. Like it's, it reminds me so much of Sleep Token, but like obviously with elements that aren't. But because right. uh, um, it's just the lead singer from Sleep Token, right? It's not the whole band. It's 
I assume yes. But like his voice is just so good that it's just incredible. Also, that probably means that Loth knows who the lead singer of Sleep Token is now. Hey, I think that is exactly what that means. Oh, I smell a leak in our future. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me never wants to know. I know. I know. know I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah. I did that. Um, I also did some catching up on honorable mentions. We don't need to go into them uh, just because, obviously, I think that uh, next week we might be digging through a few of them anyways. Yes, I will. Um, I, list, or I watched, sorry, I looked for the entire Almighty Men video for the Dally Thundering concept that you mentioned. I couldn't find a video playlist that had all the songs from it, but it, they did have the first two songs. And at the end of it, it said to be continued. <sighs> Hmm, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but I did watch that, and I could definitely see what you're saying. If you if you interpret their album as a um, as a as a concept or a storyline, I can definitely see how the ebbs and flows make a lot more sense. Hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, of all of the albums we went over last week, um, Persephone and that Dally Thundering concept album, I have just continued to listen to yeah fair um that persephone album is is just so good lots to dissect there oh yeah and i and i feel the same about dally i don't think like it's that it's as good but there's lots to uh dissect in that in that dally thundering concept album i understand it's obviously not like a band for everyone Mm -hmm. but it's an album that has i have kept going back to um so it's uh yeah it's very very interesting listen fair enough uh and the last thing i'll mention um actually i shouldn't mention it because it will address it later it's actually something new so we'll talk about it later okay like later like next week later no like this week but just at the appropriate segment of our show gotcha perfect um honorable mentions do you want me to just fire through these yes sir i have eight of them (laughs) good lord it's just kind of insane um the first three are all uh female fronted bands that i discovered that have all recently i think they all released albums one of them was in january but the other two were on like february 11th last friday um i have to shout out my friend nick from my work i know he listens to this so nick if you're listening thank you for the recommendation he messaged me and he said have you ever heard of this band called infected rain and i was like nope uh so i checked them out they're female fronted uh they kind of have like those like kind of like they're like a mix of like ginger and nightwish so they're like oh, like opera but kind of yeah much less like proggy than that in ginger is yeah yeah but there's like some screaming in there and some like clean vocals and stuff so they released an album called i'm gonna spell this out for you and then you tell me how you'd pronounce it okay so their album is uh e c d y s i s s e c d s i s yeah that, that that obviously is is 
Actasis. <laughs> Which I don't know what. S S Dices. S E C Dices. Ectasis. That kind of makes little sense. Oh, it's just all those letters are using their Latin alternatives. That actually just says Charles. Charles. This is the album Charles by Infector. Charles. Charles. Okay. Um, so I checked that one out and I came across these next two because uh, on the Apple Music, it was like, if you like uh, Infected Rain, check these out. And the other band was called Once Human. And they uh, released an album called Scar Weaver. And the uh, the guitar player in this band is the guitar player from Machine Head. Cool. So it's kind of got those vibes. Again, the, the, the female front, she screams and sings. Um, kind of the same vibe, kind of like operatic, metal-y. It is like machine heady. So if you like kind of like the guitar work and instrumentalness of machine head. Yeah. I definitely, like, my least favorite part of machine head is the vocals. So, um, same. But, yeah. But I do like yeah. Machine Head. And there's a few songs where the vocals are different enough that I, I listen to them. Yeah. Like their cover of, uh, that Iron Maiden song. Hallowed be thy name is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so then I discovered that. And then I discovered the, the next band also female fronted, also screaming vocals and singing all very similar, but different in their same way. Uh, this band is called beneath the silence and they released an album called black lights. Um, they're all worth checking out. I just discovered them too late to like add them to our rating list, but okay. potentially we can go over them next week. Um, they're all new albums this year. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and they're all like, they're all like pretty good. The beneath the silence one, the, the first two have been around for like a little bit, eight to 10 years or so beneath the silence. This was their debut album and it was released last Friday. So awesome. Cool. Um, okay. So those are kind of cool. Uh, the next one I want to go over was a band called Kane Hill, um, from Australia. Kane Hill with a C, like Sugar Cane Hill. Sugar Cane Hill, yes. <laughs> um, I'll have to just text you what. Like, this is another weird name. They released a a little three song EP called Cru de Mar, Volume Two but it's spelled like K-R-E-W-E. Okay. D apostrophe M-O-R. It basically means um, crew of love. Gotcha. But they spelled crew weird for some reason. Um, so this is just a short little sweet three song EP. Um, it's literally like 11 minutes long. Um, they're just another metalcore band from Australia. So they... They kind of have that vibe to them. North Lane, In Hearts Wake, kind of that kind of style. Cool. Um, three great songs, though. Really cool. Good for a gym playlist. Uh, and speaking of In Hearts Wake, they released a extended edition of their album that came out like two years ago, Kali Yuga. Um, and it's just an ex- base. Basically, it's just like uh, eight extra songs, and three of them are new 
like studio recordings. And then the other five songs are just live versions of this songs on the other album. Cool. Um, I like in hearts wake me too. And that Kali Yuga album was very good. Yep. Yep. Um, the new songs are just as good. I think what you'd expect is one on there. That's quite different. So we'll see how you feel about that one. Mm. Um, and the last two albums that also came out last week, uh, the band cult of Luna. Do you ever listen to cult of Luna? No. Um, they came out with an album called the long road North. Um, I haven't been able to get through it yet. Cause it's, it's long. It's like, it's like 10 songs, but like, I'm just looking it up. Cause it's, they're like really long songs too. nine songs. And it's an hour and 19 minutes. Holy. Yeah. So it's like really kind of like atmospheric kind of like black metal. I don't know. Proggy kind of ness. The first, um, the first like three songs is the only ones I've listened to, but so far it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a journey. I don't know if I like it or not yet. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see if I have time to do it. I'll try, but like that's a, that's a long album to get through. Yep. Yep. Um, and the last one is the debut album from a band called dead American. Uh, the album is called new nostalgia, and this is the new, uh, musical project from former Seosin singer Cove Raber. Nice. Um, and Cove is Cove sang on the only two Seosin albums. I really like. Cool. Cool. Which, um, still to this day, I love those two albums like a lot. And I really like his voice. Um, he had kind of like a messy split from Seosin because they went back to their old singer, Anthony green, which who I don't like at all. So I haven't listened to Seosin since, uh, are you referring to their self-titled and in search of solid ground? Those two. Correct. Albums? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones I like too. Yeah. The one with the beetle on it. And then the one with the clock. That's fun. The, the clock that, um, while we're on the topic, that one single, that one song from that Seosin album, um, you'll know the, you'll know the one I'm talking about from in search of solid ground. Um, man, that came out in 2009. Holy shit. <laughs> I know dude. I'm looking at this. Holy, uh, changing. Uh, yeah, dude. that might be one of the best, like metal core, like in the list of best metal core songs of all time. I'm just saying that right now. Yep. Absolutely. That song is just, you know, that's what turned me on to the band as I heard it on X 92, nine back in the day. Okay. I was like, what is this? And I wore that album out. I need to look for that album on vinyl. I was just adding it to my list right now, or my playlist, or sorry, my library right now because somehow I missed it back when I was building it. So I'm adding sales in back. There you go. Uh, so anyway, Cove Raber, the singer from those two albums, his new project, Dead American, with their album, New Nostalgia. I have listened to this one fully through. Um, it is a 
roller coaster journey. I'll say there are some songs on there that are just super, super good. And there are some songs on there that are super not good. Okay. So we'll see. Um, I do have a question to ask you. Uh, you said that was the last album. You started with eight and we've only talked about seven honorable mention. One, two, three, seven. I, I just miscounted then because I only have seven on my list. Excellent. Just it looked know. like eight. <laughs> it does look like eight. It's very close to eight. In fact, like nine also looks like eight, but it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, those are my honorable mentions. Those have all come out in the last week. The Adam McCall Podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in Southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information for local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. Let's get into our album rating systems. Um, These ones were very, very hard for me to rank um, because there wasn't last week like persephone kind of stole the show um and that was like a very clear obviously like number one for both of us Mm -hmm. this one there's not a clear number one for me no this was a really fun week though like i i I have minor a little bit more of a spread but there's definitely not a clear number one um but it was yeah it was a fun group of albums. It was a fun group of albums. There's only like a four, four sorry, five, five point difference between what I would rank as my least favorite and my favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my lowest, my least favorite is, um, four, sorry, 5.6 points away from the next, but my, okay. Th- my top three are all within two points. Yeah. My top three are all within less than a point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely, I'm with you. It was a great, great week. Yeah. So uh, a little hard for me to determine that, but let's start it off with the self-titled album from zeal and ardor. And that is the album called zeal and ardor. (laughs) Oh, cool. Um, this, uh, this, this was a very, um, eclectic album, I would say. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is a classic example of the singles, not doing the album justice. Cause I, we, we talked about one of their singles at least, I think when actually, when we recorded in, it was part of our list when we recorded in Calgary. Yeah, I thought I remembered, uh, I recognized one of them. Yeah, the Run song. Yeah. Um, and and I didn't like that song as a single. Um, I still didn't like it in the album. Oh, you didn't like it in the album? Because I liked it better like in the placement of the album. Right. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know this band, like this is like, they're basically like, I don't even know, like 
an R and B version of black metal is kind of where I would. Yeah. So actually, so right on the, uh, on Apple music, their first line of kind of their synopsis is in blending black metal with African-American spituals on Zealand artists, 2006 debut devil is fine. Swiss American artist manual broke new musical ground. So basically like they are definitely right up there with the genre bashers, but they're taking very fringe styles in a North American sense and, and bringing them together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say this album caught me by surprise in that like it, well, it wasn't like fantastic, but I certainly liked it more than I thought I would. Um, but as we go over the scores, like the repeatability number is just definitely not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did listen to the whole thing and there was, I, I did find some very like interesting parts to it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I, uh, I agree with the explicit, eclecticity, eclectic, eclectic, eclecticity. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I found myself very biased by the fact that I didn't like that. It was so eclectic. Like I didn't find the album mm. cohesive. And so right. that reflects itself in, in all of my scores. In fact. Yeah. I definitely probably ranked this one higher than you, but like it didn't still receive like that high of a score. Okay. Yeah. Like this one, this one fell underneath like under oath and stuff like that. Um, okay. Okay. But I think I was pretty, uh, I think it like, you'll see they're pretty average. Um, Oh, that's interesting. Now I know about your scores on the rest of them. Oh, Okay, let's... Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's interesting, because I, I was more generous than you on the rest of them, probably. Anyways, let's just get into it. Let's... Uh, let's uh, it. Vocals, I gave three. Uh, yeah, I gave 3.6. Uh, guitars, I gave 3.4. Me too. Oh, interesting. Uh, drums, I gave 3.3. Oh, I gave them a 3.8. Okay. Uh, I gave writing a 3.8. I gave writing a 3.2. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, writing was my highest score. Um, it is not my lowest, but um, it definitely is as low as it is because of, like I say, the album. It's very hard. It it jumps, it jumps too far in the genre uh, um, spectrum for me. Like I found mm-hmm. myself being jolted out of places, which I didn't really love. Totally. Yeah. Uh, production, I gave three point five. Three point four. Okay, so we're actually pretty similar on this. And then the repeatability, I gave two. I gave, yeah, 2.8. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I did listen through the whole album once, but I wasn't, like, itching to go back to it ever. Yeah, that that was the same as me. And I gave it a little bit over half just because there's there are songs that I would, would go back to. Um, so, like, it's definitely, it's one that made it into my library just to go play it in the, in the, the shuffle all type uh, scenario. Totally. Yeah, but uh, production, I found the production flat on the album. Like, I didn't see a lot of dynamics in it. There was definitely, like, dynamics on the genre side and the writing side, but the production mm. was just always the same. Yeah, I think that's, I think they were trying to produce it kind of like a black metal album, mm. which, like, notoriously, I would say those that genre music has just awful production. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah. My overall was 192 
Yeah, I had 20.2. So, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Oh, so you liked it more than I did. Yeah. Technically. Which, yeah, which so is. You sc- <laughs> scored it higher than I did. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, now I've got a 5.6 jump to my number two. So it's very interesting that yours it is very interesting um my number two then i mean this is a four and a half point jump or my i guess my number three uh i thought you said all your points oh your number one and two were within one point yeah oh i thought all of yours were within one point and i was like wow you were really harsh on these guys (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think i was that harsh um okay um this next one, my number three favorite album of the release of the week is Slash. Oh. With their album four. That happens to be their fourth album. <laughs> oh, how original. How original. Um, I have... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I have some bones to pick with this album. Okay. Okay. I would say. Um, overall, though, I did enjoy it, I would say. Um, what? Uh, let's just get. Uh, let's just get into it. What did you give uh, vocals? Four point five. Okay, I gave four point two. Yeah. I feel like My- Miles always shows up. Um, and definitely does a great job i didn't really have anything to say besides like it's not his project so I, he's not pushing boundaries so he right. did a really good job but he, he's not getting a five out of it no um this was a hard this was a hard one for me to score and i'll explain why okay the guitars um i gave it 4.5 okay if it wasn't slash i'd maybe give it like a four. Oh, interesting um, and this is kind of reflected in a little bit lower of a production score, but I didn't, I mean, I know it's obviously it's slash and you want to hear the guitars, but the guitar, like the, I don't think the guitars were mixed very well into the album. Cause I felt that they were very overpowering, which again, I, I feel is probably the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so interesting you say that because I found them overpowering as well. But given that it's it's his project, I just let it happen. Yeah, and that's what I mean is like any other time, it's like the guitar score might have been lower. I didn't. There was a couple songs in particular that I don't remember the names of mm-hmm. where I really didn't like the the tone. Like the, he had some really strange effects on it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm on the guitar and I didn't love those. And that's like, especially when I was like, the guitars are really loud in the mix and I didn't love it. And I don't like saying that. Yeah. I, uh, I gave guitars a 4.8 and, um, the reason being is I just loved the riffing and I loved the exploration of different riffs and different grooves and different time signatures and different genres. Like I found that, um, it was a very exploratory album, and I think that that might have showed up um, in some of those effects. And mm-hmm. it, it didn't bother me as much; like nothing jumped out at me as a as a rough effect. But um, I definitely found the riffage and some of the um, little licks. They reminded me a lot of like 
old Guns N' Roses, like use your illusion style riffs. And I really liked it. I found myself uh, enjoying it. I was listening while I was working and found myself really, you know, rocking. Yeah. Out. I mean, like, I really like, um, like, even though I maybe wasn't like super happy with the mix slash somehow still is like finding new ideas with yeah. guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And he's just still, he still is, might be my favorite guitar player of all time. Like even over John Petrucci, I just freaking love everything about him. Yeah. Sl Slash has been my favorite guitar player since, uh, since November rain, since I heard that for the first time. Uh, yeah. Slash is my number one. And then going back and like the solo in November rain is just so good. And then, um, going back and yeah the riffing and the and the rhythm sections like he's just he's a powerhouse of a player and then hearing him in velvet mm -hmm. Rover, and then now he's out on his own and like yeah just a powerhouse yeah uh he's incredible um he's the reason why i buy les paul guitars <laughs> nice. um drums i gave 3.6 yeah i a 4.1 for me mm-hmm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay um they writing i shout, shadowed basically was the biggest thing yeah exactly they weren't the focal points so they weren't very adventurous yeah uh writing i gave 3.8 i gave a 4.2 yes we are decently close yeah um production again this was kind of because i felt the guitars were weirdly mixed um i gave 3.7 okay yeah, I gave almost a full point higher at 4.6 um, and probably just because I was oh, wow. accepting of the guitars being front runner. <laughs> yeah. probably all that was because I think that the overall the album was mixed very good with the guitars being um, um, right. So yeah, I was trying not to be too biased in my scores and I felt like I already gave a bias guitar score. So I didn't give a bias production score. Fair enough. I, I just, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like judging the production on the guitars being too loud on a Slash album is like saying that Taylor Swift's voice was too loud on her album. I mean, yeah. Right, and you, I don't think the production would suffer for that. So that, that I mean, obviously that's just my opinion, but um, that's kind of how I approached it. Yeah, I wanted to look into who produces and mixes his albums. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Um, and then the repeatability I gave also 3.7 i gave 3.8 so yeah i was right there with you yeah it's a good rock album like it'll go on to a playlist along with like um, um wolfgang van halen right? right and um maniskin like those are all just like good rock albums they're good like high energy rock albums totally um 23.5 was my overall i, I gave it 26 which okay is reflected i was i was higher on you than most most categories or all the categories yeah um where did this album fall in your top four it was actually also my number three. Oh, interesting yeah and zeal was number four yep oh wow okay so, so far right in line for for hierarchy but uh yeah a little bit different on scores yeah, we will see where this goes uh my number two album then would be another debut record from envisions mm, okay and that is the album 
deadlock. Okay. Where is are we different now? Yeah, we did are. We, did we flip flop? Yeah, we flip we flip flop. Interesting. Um, but the the number two to number one for me is not within like they are within just over one point. So they, they uh, work clearly number two and number one for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, this one was very very close. Um, I think what ended up putting the album for me that's at number one that we'll talk about next is I think the uh, I don't want to say shock value because it wasn't like oh but like I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would okay yeah the number one and the this envisions album they've had a few singles out for quite a while like three or four months and um, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into so that's I think the reason why it just kind of barely edges out Ah, fair enough. Yep. Number one. But I will tell you right off the top that the Envisions album um, has a higher repeat score already. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, um, well, you you start because this is this was your number one. So kind of okay. Yeah. So I, I I gave uh vocals a four point six. That surprises me. Yeah. I, yeah. G- I've, I've liked, I like to think that I've kind of learned a little bit of your vocal taste. Yeah. Ish, especially in metal bands. And I didn't think you would like these vocals as much. Cause I thought the vocals were by far the weakest part of the album. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. They, they edged out guitars and drums for me. They're all kind of right in that middle foreground, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. My vocal score was 3.6. Okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the like tonality of the guy's voice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I liked it. I, I was right into it. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guitars, I gave a uh, 4.3. Yeah, I gave 4.5. Yeah, okay, okay. Very cool riffs in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, drums, I gave a 4.4. <laughs> I gave 4.1. Okay. Uh, writing, I gave a 4.5. Yeah, I gave an even four. Oh, yeah, a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. I was more generous to these guys. Uh, production, I did give a five to. Oh, yeah, okay. I gave 4.5. Okay. Uh, repeatability, I gave a 4.5. Yeah, I gave a four. Okay, so you were sig- like about five, six points lower than me, I guess, eh? I guess. Yeah. My final score was 24 and a half. Oh, mine was uh, 27.3. So we actually were closer than. Yeah. Um, I mean, not a lot of that surprises me. Uh, Just your vocal score. Yeah. I just thought, I just kind of thought like when I was kind of, when I was listening through, I was like, I don't know if Kyle's going to love his vocal style. Cause it's very, can be very like death metal at parts. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Which I don't um, hate but, the death metal vocal style. I actually think I hate most about death metal is the like guitars and drums and production. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't hate, I don't hate the like deep growl or the kind of, you know, really deep growl. Yeah. I, I don't hate that, but um, Fair enough. yeah, I would say like for a metalcore album, this one is, uh, um, it wasn't really, 
there wasn't a lot of new stuff on it. So I, I couldn't give mm-hmm. more than four and a half for most of the album. Um, I did give the 4.6 on vocals but and, and the five on production, but like drums and guitar and writing uh, were all under four and a half because it just, like I say, there wasn't anything new, but it was good. Totally. Yeah, that one single, or I don't know if it was the single, Hindsight mm-hmm. is just very good. Yeah. <laughs> that song is incredible. Yeah, so for this uh, last album, your number one, my number two, um, I, yes. de- I definitely agree with you that I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, the album Halo from the band Amorphous, and like they've been around for forever. Yeah, their name reminds me of Animorphs. Do you remember those books where the oh my god, yes, it evolve into animals. Yeah, and they, their little thing would be in the bottom corner of the page, right? And you'd flip through it, and they'd yeah evolve. Yeah, and then they made a TV show that wasn't as good as the books. <laughs> <laughs> they could remake that now that now that um, like technology is is where it's at with with movies and shows. Oh yeah, CG is so much better. I feel like they could make that uh, show look pretty cool if it had a good script to it. Totally. Yep. Um, yeah, Amorphous—they've been around for a million years. Like I remember my sister Smokes. listening to them. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's Holy Smokes? A million years is just a long time. I didn't know anyone had lived that long. It is a long time. I mean, their debut album came out in 1992. Oh yeah, that that is pretty old. That well, I mean, that also makes us old, but that is old. Yeah. Um, and I remember like some of their stuff. Uh, what was that one album that stood out to me that I remember listening to and, and enjoying? I think it was Circle. Uh, in 2013. Yeah. And I thought they haven't like been active for a while, but like they've released an album in 2015 and 2018. So I mean, it has been four years, but but still. They've been around. They've been around. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how to describe this album uh, in terms of like the the genre it's it's in, but it it sounds genre of music. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like it's the album sounds like a like a veteran band. You know what I mean? Yeah, really refined, and they've been around for a while. Like similar to the stuff Iron Maidens uh, put out, right? It just right. Yeah, so, just like solid songwriting production was great crisp clean um like you can tell what they're doing there um and yeah just like the songs themselves were were interesting hmm. um and yeah just overall i um uh, i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah like i said off the top and you reiterated just like wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into. Didn't hear any singles and liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my vocal score was 4.3. Uh, yeah, I gave it 3.9. Uh, my guitar score was 4.2. 4.1 for me. Oh, okay. Uh, my drum score was also 4.1. I gave it 4.3. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, my writing score was also 4.1 uh i actually gave a 4.8 on that um i okay I, yeah i did like the album as a whole and the way it was written was was 
like you say, very refined and they've been around for a while, like a veterans style. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, production, I gave 4.8. Me too. And then repeat, I gave 3.8. Okay. I gave a 4.2, so a little higher, but uh, definitely yeah. not kind of above average range. Yeah, totally. Um, amorphous. What a great. So what was your final score? Great record. 25.3. Yeah, I gave 26.1. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So. I can tell already that this year is going to be just great of full albums. Like, I'm already so overwhelmed by the quality of stuff coming out. Even the I know honorable mentions um, that, like, I've gone back and listened to. Like, there's one that I just... Sorry, I don't want to... Uh, segue us here but uh will to run the epigon album was one of the honorable mentions from uh, episode 22 hmm i i loved that album like so much like it just stood out to me so much really yeah you didn't like it couldn't make it through it It's so funny how similar we are, but in places we just diverge so significantly. I know. Um, we can we can touch more on it next week because next week uh, I did want to start like just uh, I guess teasing what we're going over the next week. Okay. Um, I only have one album uh, that I know of so far that's on our list that's coming out next week that I'm looking forward to. And that is the debut album from the band Bloodywood, mm-hmm. and their album Rack Shack. Um, their first single just knocked me on my ass because I thought it was very interesting and very cool. Um, but that's the only one I have. So I think next week, uh, like you mentioned at the top, we're going to go over our honor- honorable mentions. Um, so we can dive into this Wilder Run album. Um, then I have, I do have a score for it right now. Cause I have listened to it. Okay. Um, but bef- I won't tell you the score. I'll tell you what it used to be. And I will, I will give it an honest chance for next week. Okay. Yeah. That's Cause I have yet to make it through the entire album. In fact, I think I tried a few times and I think I deleted it from my library. <laughs> Which I did. I'm checking my phone right now, and it is not in my library anymore. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's I guess regain focus. So the next week, yeah, we're gonna check out uh, Bloodywood, and then check out some of our go back and talk about honorable mentions. I guess where I was kind of going with that is that mm-hmm. like the top 100 this year is gonna be another really tough list because the quality of stuff coming out is just so phenomenal again. Totally. And we're not even done February. No, exactly. Uh, so I guess for today, did you, I don't have anything to say on the singles, but I did listen to them. Um, you don't have anything to say on the singles. I think the one I have, we must, Oh, oh we have to go over Ryland's stuff too. Yeah, we do. And actually looking at the singles for this week, I actually didn't, sorry, the single, I actually did not watch it or listen to it. 
I'm just reading. The you did not watch Tower It? I watched Tower It. So I'll have to add that to uh, to next week's. Um, yeah, add it to next week's. Um, I will say about that, it's this is the new single Watchtower from The Devil Wears Prada. Um I I think I think Devil Wears Prada is at the top of their game right now. Yeah, you've been um, for sure. I've been really digging them. This new single is fantastic. I very much enjoy it. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Um Yeah, I loved it. Um our uh guest on the podcast, Mr. Rylan Wood. He has a few projects that he's in. Uh, he didn't necessarily tell us, listen to these, but we did listen to them, I think. Did we? Did you? Uh, I, I did, yeah. And I've listened to them before, too. Okay. Um, I mean, we. I think we briefly talked about the band in our last episode. Um, like, the band, the band. Yeah, and actually, after that, that's kind of what I alluded to at the beginning of this episode, is we, the video, The Last Waltz, which Cirque... Uh, um, Martin Scorsese? Yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, which is the um, the last show that the band did together before they split mm-hmm. up and then later got back together with different lineup. But uh, I watched The Last, last Waltz and kind of dug into the band a bit. And, and they did. They've got a really cool history, and they've got a lot of really good music and the last waltz um rylan recommended we watch it and it was uh really good to watch it was kind of them reminiscing about 17 years on the road and and it was also like them doing their last performance um with a bunch of guest artists like neil diamond and uh um that other guy that was on the tip of my tongue and is now gone forever (laughs) (laughs) eric clapton uh yeah yep and yeah Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> really good and really high quality music and, and really shows their musicianship and like their vocal abilities and like their adaptability and different, uh, again, different genres and stuff. And like, just again, a really good, great classic rock band that, that I think pivoted the music industry more than they get credit for. Totally. The yeah. band is, is one of those bands where you, like, you might not know that they're called the band but when you hear like their hit singles every everyone knows them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you're just like oh yeah this song but you might just it's it's probably one of those songs where it's like oh i've heard this a million times but i don't know who sings it mm-hmm. and if it's a hit single from the 70s it's probably by the band yeah and like they're that um prolific prolific yes that's the exact word i was looking for Perfect. Uh, yeah, no, and it, I think that part of the reason that they're not necessarily recognized as the same band is because all of them sing and all of them have totally different voices. And they all sing on different songs and lead different songs. And, and they also... Kind of like the Eagles. Yeah, kind of like the Eagles. And um, and the band also, uh, like, the reason they're called the band is because they're referred to as the band so much when up other singer-songwriters. And so, like, they've contributed to music right from, like, the early 60s and onwards. Mm. So we've heard the band, even though we didn't necessarily know it was the band. Cool. Yeah. Um, I uh, The last thing on the band, I listened to 
uh, like I listened to some of their like hit singles, but then the uh, Apple music just has like the essentials playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that whole playlist was just a good time. Cool. Wow. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Don't press spacebar in uh, that was amorphous. Uh, don't press. I was space gonna bar say music. Um, yeah, I just got blasted with vocals and singing. Um, the promised. This is a band that uh, I think the album that that is out on Apple Music. I don't think Rylan is part of that one, correct? But he's just a part of the band now. Uh. No, I believe he is a part of that one. That's their oh, he, debut album, and he is a part of their debut album. Yeah. He is drumming on that one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, this is a really cool band. Yeah. I dig them. Yeah. Uh, they've got cool duets and mm -hmm. really cool, like, uh, um, bluegrass feel, and they're they're fun. Like, they're just really fun. Yeah, I uh, hope that if they uh, play, like, live and locally around here, that well, one, Rylan, if you're listening, hook me up with a ticket, please. Um, and I'd love to go see them because I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, and supposedly they're really nice guys and really nice, like down to earth, they're a nice group. So um, And girl. <laughs> that's why I tried to correct myself, but not all the way. Um, oh, really nice folks. Yeah, go check out their album, uh, Phoenix. It is on like Spotify and Apple Music. It's the only album they have. So it's pretty easy to find. Um, there is a link uh, in the episode we did with Rylan on our other show, the Adam and Kyle podcast. There is a link in that description to uh, the Apple music of that Phoenix song, but we can chuck it in here too. <laughs> we are in control of the show notes. <laughs> we are writers of the show notes. Yeah. Um, and the last one is uh, is Dave Hartney. I could only find two songs of Dave Hartney. Yeah, I, th I think he's he's a new artist that's about to be up and coming. Is kind of the impression that I got about him. And, and again, is is Rylan on these two singles, or is he just now uh, that, like a part of his new project? I don't know the answer to that one. Like, I, <laughs> I don't think it's a, a new project, but I think that. Uh, or sorry, by new project you mean his new album? I believe that yeah. album's definitely uh, Ryan's definitely playing on the new album. I don't know about the singles or if these singles were recorded to be a part of the new album. I, I don't know that. Yeah, exact story, but not uh, not a lot of information on him. But. No, but he is very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Two uh, handsome dudes making music. Yeah, exactly, and. Um, yeah, kind of in that country genre. I actually really liked it too, so I'm excited to see kind of where that goes as well because there's a lot of, you know, named country artists that, that are coming up. Totally. Um, okay, anything else? We've been, this was a long one. I didn't think this was going to be a long episode, but I did tell my COVID story at the beginning and whether we keep that in or not is another story, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it can stay in. It's It's fun. Yeah, I mean, sure. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> let's Actually, wrap this bitch. Yeah, oh. I, I uh, sorry, I just remembered that uh, 
there, there's definitely a movement to stop speaking like that because it can be derogatory. So I'm going to replace that with let's let's smack this tree or wrap this tree up. <laughs> wrap this tree up. Yeah. It's okay. With the power of editing, we can take that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. You know where to find us. We are on Instagram, Adam Kyle Podcast. We are on Facebook at the Adam and Kyle Podcast. We have an email. It is Adam Kyle Podcast at gmail.com. We have a show. It's called Here's What's Spinning. It is what you're listening to right now, and you can find it on any of your podcast platforms. And we also have another show. It is called, you guessed it, The Adam and Kyle Podcast, um, where we actually have conversations with guests. You can find that on any platform you want. Go back, listen to those episodes, and most recently with uh, the aforementioned Rylan Wood. Uh, and look for us uh, next week. It's, it's pretty much seems we'll be releasing like a Here's What's Spinning episode pretty much every Friday. Yep. Um, unless we can't record for a week or something like that. But uh, pretty much every Friday where we will continue to review some new albums and new singles and new fun things. And that does it for us. Thank you. For hanging out with us thank you everyone and we'll talk soon and you can say goodbye to rebecca and spencer as well who have probably been chatting in the background of this whole episode so yes we hope you've heard uh, some fun things and uh <laughs> them and from us so we'll, there you go we'll chat soon later